here. <laughs> Just a quick comment before Sister Reyes uh, mm -hmm. uh, teaches. Brother Cliff had on a Wednesday night uh, Bible study from the Pentecostals of uh, Alexandria. And guess who was teaching? Yeah, you guessed it. Sister Vesta. Ninety-five. Oh wow! You know what that does? Strong. So I think. Yeah. I mean, to have quality of life yet, to be still connected to a church. Yeah. Oh yes. And to be teaching a Bible study at ninety-five and being, she was. I mean, she was pretty sharp, right, Brother Cliff? Yep. So, keep it up, right? Keep it up. Don't give up. Don't sell yourself short. You never know. Amen, amen. You know, we've got a, an elder here, too. <laughs> he's up in his 80s, and he's known the Lord since he was in elementary school, I think. Are the sergeants that old? He's been using some of them creams. Maybe in about 30 years, yes. Some who have been serving the Lord for so many years, they inspire us. They inspire us, and truly, we are blessed. I've had many heroes in my life. Most of them have gone on to be with the Lord, but I, I revered them. And I esteem them highly in the Lord for their work's sake. And they inspired and encouraged and strengthened me. I, I've been thinking about quite a few of them of late. Hey, Lord, how did I become who I am today? You know, I'm not talking about the bad stuff. I know about that. I know who did that. And it wasn't the devil. <laughs> Oh, I got a... Okay. Okay. I'm going to get too loud now. I've been thinking about the topic of peace. Peace. I looked a little bit about the Hebrew. Of course, everybody knows the Hebrew word for peace, right? Shalom. Shalom. It means completeness soundness, welfare, prosperity, quiet, tranquility and contentment. So many other things that are joined in that as well. That peace of God, peace with God, the peace of God. And then it says finally, he is our peace. And he's also called the prince of peace. We may not be able to fully define the word peace, but we know when it's not there. And I think many of us in these past few weeks have had a few episodes of non-peace. But then we have to go into that secret place, that quiet place. And we have to find that place of peace in God, no matter what comes or what goes. He had peace sleeping in that boat where the water was going in and out and shaking, every, all everything was going wrong, it seemed like, but he had that kind of peace. We want that kind of peace. That's what we're striving for. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. On November 4th, I did not have it all together. 
I know you did, but I didn't quite have it all together that day. <laughs> but on November 5th, I called a friend of mine. She's 86 years old. And she and I prayed together. And I got peace again. All right. wow. Hey, man, it doesn't matter. Wow. We went through eight years of somebody else a few years ago. We're going to make it. If that is God's purpose and plan, we're going to stand. It's only for a short time. Need perspective. We need perspective. The Greek word for peace is arana, which means the root word of that means to join. Think about that. Peace means to join. If you're making peace between people, you've got to join them together on some common ground. If it's nations... If it's peace between, you know, different situations, there's got to be a joining of the minds. I love that. It's a state of national tranquility. Exemption from rage. Have you got an exemption from rage and havoc? Harmony, concord, felicity. Peace between parties, security, safety, quietness. Quietness. It's a place of rest where you're undisturbed. They had a contest once about uh, painting a picture that represented peace. And there were many entries into that contest. But the one that won was a painting of a small bird with its beak up singing. And behind it, there was this waterfall, raging waterfall, and the branch was broken that the bird was on. And that's the one that won. That's a picture of peace. You know, we may be standing on a broken branch, and there may be a raging waterfall behind us, but we can still sing. We got wings. <laughs> we got wings, praise God. You know, in the Bible, in the epistles especially, nearly every epistle begins with peace be unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied. Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied. They all begin and end with peace. When people would come to one another, they would greet each other with peace. Shalom. They would say peace to one another. Hispanics, they say, Paz de Cristo, when they come to the house of God. The peace of Christ. That's the peace. Peace. Then there's, of course, uh, the Islamic people. Salam alaikum. Salam. It's very close to shalom, isn't it? But they also say peace. I don't think they mean it sometimes, but <laughs> some of them do. <laughs> but there's peace. There are greetings of peace. Peace. And there was one we, oh, in, in Finland, when I was in Finland, Rauhan means peace, means peace. Most Middle Eastern cultures, they have that peace and greeting, and they greet people. And at this season, we remember the angel song. What was it? Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. Most all of the Christmas cards have some peace in there somewhere. 
joy, love. I'm not too much on the ones that say believe because I, that's very, you know, out there. You don't know what you're believing in. <laughs> you know, I got to have something specific. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I want something that's specific. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. One of our favorite scriptures in Jeremiah 29, God says what? For I know the thoughts. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. That's what God thinks towards us. Thoughts of peace. Israel had a peace offering as well as a sin offering, didn't they? I'm glad we have a God that allows us to have peace with him. And he's the one who made that peace through the blood of his cross. He made the way. He opened up the door. If he'd left it to us, we'd still be lost. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How about some hymns we sing? Wonderful peace, peace in the valley, sweet peace, peace like a river. There are many songs in our hymnals that speak of peace. And I think now God wants us to have peace in our hearts, the peace of God, because we have peace with God. We can have the peace of God. He is our peace. He is our peace. Glory to God. 1 Kings 6, 7. I'm going to try to run through most of these scriptures quickly. As I mentioned earlier, there's a quiet place. There's a place of peace that God wants us to grow in, to develop in, to prepare ourselves in. It's a quiet place. 1 Kings 6, 7. And the house, when it was in building, was built of stone ready before it was brought thither so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in the building. We are made in the quiet places, in our times of devotion with God, in our relationship with him. We may be in a boat that's rocking back and forth. Lightning may be all around. There may be thunderous noises, but there's still a quiet place in the tumult. There's still a quiet place that we can find in him. You know, I watched that movie Titanic, and I saw, you know, how people responded to knowing, hey, man, this this is it, you know. But there were a few people on there that had peace. They had peace, even when the ship was going down. Amen. I want that kind of peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah. First Peter 2, 5. You also, we're, we're in the building, right? We are lively stones. We're built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So we're being placed in the building very precisely You may not like the brick that's next to you, but that's all right. God knows what he's doing. Amen. All he needs to do is chip on you a little bit more and you'll be all right. 
You didn't get it. It's okay. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Right. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 20 to 22. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, who is the temple of the Lord? We are the temple of the Lord. We are being fitly framed. We are being placed in the building. Groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Is that all? 20, 21, and 22. Did we get 21? I guess we did got 21. Okay. All right. Isaiah 30, 15. Thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Of course, he was talking and rebuking Israel, but the truth is still there. In returning and rest, we will be saved. In quietness and confidence is when we are strong. Quietness in his presence. Confidence in the word of God that cannot fail. Trust in his word, no matter what. No matter what. You know, I pray for the people of China. They're redoing the Bible over there. The CCP is redoing the Bible over there. And they did the, they told about the story of when Jesus, <clears throat> the woman that was caught in adultery, and uh, they turned it into Jesus was a sinner, and he stoned that woman to death so she wouldn't tell on him. I mean, that's what they're doing. And the, the Chinese have got their own Bible, and it's approved by the CCP. They're rewriting it. <clears throat> Are you surprised? Are you shocked? No. Don't be. Don't be. It's going to get crazier yet. It's going to get crazier yet. But we have confidence in the real, true word of God because the spirit of God is in us. And he <coughs> leads and guides us into all truth. Amen. Amen. I love that. That gives me confidence because his spirit is inside leading me and guiding me into his truths. Praise God. All right. Psalms 119, 165. Great peace have they that love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. The Bible said we shouldn't have offense, take offense. Okay. The time is coming. Persecution's coming. Names will be called. A lot of lies will be told. A lot of things. But great peace have they that love thy law. Nothing, zero, shall offend them. Because we've learned 
how to forgive instantly. We've learned, or shall I say we are learning. All I have to do is think about the things that God has forgiven me of, and I say, okay, okay, Lord, I can forgive them abundantly. As long as you forgive me. <laughs> Amen. As long as you forgive me. Praise God. Psalms 122, 6 and 7. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's a command to pray for Jerusalem. The very name Jerusalem means peace, doesn't it? Salem. I think about that. I think of Tel Aviv one of the most ungodly places in the world. They make San Francisco look like a church. Tel Aviv is awful. It's terrible. As far as their immorality, they're just, they missed it. But then you go over towards Jerusalem and there's a group of people who are very devout, they don't know the Lord. Many of them don't know the Lord. There are many Messianic Christians. I, I read reports about that. It's very exciting. But many of them do not and have not embraced the New Testament, have not embraced that the Messiah has come. In Isaiah 53, they don't believe. They don't believe that they have another interpretation for it. But we still pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. One day, one day they will look on him whom they have pierced and they will mourn for him. As an only son, they will cry and weep and they will come home. They will come home. Oh, wonderful God. That's why we pray for the peace of Jerusalem because we know that there will be a remnant saved that come. Uh, most of you know this verse, Isaiah 9, 6. <laughs> Unto us a child is born. So there are Christmas verses too. <laughs> Unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and finally the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. He is our peace. He is also our Everlasting Father. Amen. He is also our wonderful counselor. He's all of it. Amen. He is our peace. That's why we can have peace. Because he is peace. Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. How do we stay in peace? Whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. We will be kept in peace if we stay our minds upon him. Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers. You know, the president tried so hard to make peace there in the Middle East. There's a lot of dealing and stuff that's going on, but the peace that God's going to bring, ultimately, is not going to be that kind of bargaining. It's not going to be anything like that. He tried. He tried to do what other presidents could not do and wouldn't even try to do. They were scared. But he tried. I've got to even credit for that. 
All right, let's go on to 1 Timothy, chapter 2. I exhort thee, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all their in authority. Why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I don't know how much, how easy that's going to be in the days to come. But that's why we have a quiet place that nobody can touch. We have that within our hearts. We can commune with him anytime, any moment. We could be with him and know that he is in us and with us. Amen. In Jeremiah 6.14, they have healed also the hurt of the daughter. This is kind of a false peace. They've healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying what? Peace, peace. When there is no peace, I did all the best I could to, when I was on the internet and I heard uh, certain uh, gentlemen saying, we need to come together, we need to unite. I began to think about that. And we got some couple scriptures coming up that... Uh, might defy that thought. Amen. All right, Second Kings nine seventeen. There stood a watchman on the tower of Jezreel, and he spied the company of Jehu as he came, and said, I see a company. And Joram said, Take a horseman and send to meet them. Let him say, Is it peace? Are we on the next one? Yeah. So there went one on horseback to meet him and said, Thus saith the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, The messenger came to them, but he cometh not again. Then he sent out a second on horseback, which came to them and said, Thus saith the king, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, What hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, He came even unto them, and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he driveth furiously. And Joram said, Make ready. And his chariot was made ready. And Joram, king of Israel, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, went out, each in his chariot. And they went out against Jehu and met him in the portion of Neboth. How ironic, the Jezreelite. Did we finish that? And it came to pass when Joram saw Jehu that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace? So long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many. There cannot be peace when that's going on. There cannot be peace. So we know the story. Jehu came there to the palace, told them, throw her down. Throw her down. We're not going to have any peace as long as she's around. 
Did they do it? Even the dogs were obedient that day. You didn't get that either, did you? Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to close with Ephesians 2.14. You know, I think about that story when the Lord took him. I, they, he took them out on the sea several times when it was boisterous, noisy, fearful, dark at night. He's got a sense of humor. He came walking. He knew exactly what their reaction would be when they saw him walking on the water in the dark of night, walking towards them. He's got a great sense of humor. Except at least they stayed in the boat. I would have fallen out of the boat. What did he say? Peace. Be still. Be still. Amen. There's sometimes when we need to quiet our souls. Be still in the presence of the Lord. Find that quiet place. Hallelujah. Find that quiet place. He is our peace who hath made both one and broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Isn't that wonderful? We're praying that God will give us peace within so that others may see it. Others will see it and come to the light. That is our purpose. If they see us all crazy and in a dither just like the rest of them, they're not going to think, well, that person seems to be serene, tranquil. Seem to be. What's going on with them? Do they know something I don't know? Peace. Peace in the midst of the storm. Amen.